Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening. You are listening to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, Koreatown. Koreatown is the brainchild of singer and songwriter Angelo Korea. The band is sort of an anomaly in the fertile scene centered in Los Angeles' east side and Echo Park area. Rather than flirting with the traditional twangy folk and indie rock of the local bands, Koreatown molds its complex sound out of washy guitars, poppy synths, and ethereal harmonies. The amalgam is catchy, creative, and just a bit haunting. The band's brand new EP, Etch the Line, is being released today, both digitally and on vinyl at select independent record stores. Welcome to Independence Day, Koreatown. Hey. Yeah. You have to talk into the microphone. I'm sorry. That's... I was trying to let everyone have their voice. Okay. Okay. Into the okay. So we have five of you in the studio today. We have, you know, we'll kind of get around to meeting everybody here in just a second. But Angela is the, uh, you are the front person in this band and you are the primary writer. Or do you, do you guys share writing duties in this band or is it primarily you? Do you bring songs to them? Like what's the, what's the writing like, where does it start? Um, in the past, it's it's been primarily me writing songs, but we're sort of evolving as uh-huh. we continue to play together. But uh, with this particular album, I, I, I wrote most of the songs. But we also I bring songs and have some ideas, and sometimes we all sort of uh-huh. come together with like parts, and it all gels into this nice sound. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes we record, and the songs get worked out in the studio, and and those become parts. So it's sort of it depends on. The song. So would you say it's more of a benevolent dictatorship or kind of a loose democracy? What would you say? Oh, yeah. I'm a real jerk. So, yeah. yeah. Like she rules the band with an iron fist. You should see her. She's actually got this iron glove on. And I'm wondering how she plays guitar with the thing, but it's somehow it's, it sounds good. So you guys are based. Uh, you're east side. I mean, are you like Echo Park? Like you're kind of all around? I mean, do you all, all east siders here? Um, well, I would include Highland Park okay. and... Uh, we live in Mount Washington and uh-huh. uh, Echo Park. I think between the all of us, that's those are the eastern communities that we reside okay. in. But yeah, it's we're definitely like a more east side band. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think traffic is easier on the on this side of town. Yeah, I. I just don't like crossing Vermont if I don't have to. I have, I have a joke uh, that. I know. Thanks, Mike. I'm glad. Any... Rob always gives me a really hard time about it, but I'm like They've Fairfax. Left hand really? rules. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do a left between two and two thirty on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Tickets. Any, to me, anything west of Western Avenue is the West Side, and I don't want to go over there <laughs> if I can help it. Anyway, I digress. Enough traffic. I'm thinking about traffic because um, in my my Clark Kent job uh, at the other radio station, we we just did a segment on the 405 is closing for an entire weekend in July. Have you guys heard about this? That's pandemonium. That's absolute bedlam. They will be riding in the streets. It's going to look like 28 days later over there. I think by noon that's that Saturday. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of cool. That'd just be awesome. John Cusack's going to be over there. Uh, yeah, is John Cusack jumping Cusack? rope? Yeah, well, that's uh, well, that would have been uh, the other, the other, the other apocalypse movie. That was oh, Roland Emmerich. Yeah. So, all right. So, and if people want to hear about uh, Koreatown, and then when I say Koreatown, I'm not saying Korea like the na- like the the country or the neighborhood here in L.A. Your last name is Korea. C O R C. I'm sorry. C O R R E A. Correct. Is your last name? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. So the band is Koreatown. Af- you know, after your moniker. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. I well, yeah. I guess it is. So, but in my mind, it's just a name. So right. it's not really like, oh, this is about me. Right, I'm right. going to use my last name and make a band name. Uh-huh. It was that uh 
I had songs I was writing and people called me Koreatown as a nickname and I was tired of performing as a solo artist as uh-huh. Angela Korea so I formed a band and it it became called Koreatown. And where did you <laughs> Let's let's introduce everybody because we've got five people in the studio here today. You've been we've been talking to you primarily. We were just getting started. We've got uh, also Michael on electric guitar to your left and to my right. Say hello Michael. How you doing? And he's got a he's got a wicked pedal board. I'll post some pictures of this on the website. You should see this thing. It's uh it's very big and very heavy in fact. Um, I give a shout out to my girlfriend who dropped my pedal board on my foot, <laughs> resulting in a trip to the urgent care facility. Wow! Like I said, this is this is a pedal board to be reckoned with. This is not, and this happened months ago. Yeah, which is it's I hold fantastic. The it's being <laughs> this isn't like this isn't like a tube like a tube screamer and a tuner and a bag of cables. This is like it's a force of nature. This thing. It's real deal, and it it only gets used with uh with Koreatown, which is uh. Which is pretty something. As I said, I, I will post pictures of the most impressive pedal board I've seen in months on the website. Maybe it even longer. It used to actually be bigger. It yeah. had like a whole other row, didn't it? The one that got <laughs> dropped on your foot. Dude, you're getting into Steve Vai territory a, at I that point. I had my, my direct TV box on there, too, at one point. <laughs> I just kind of lived out of my and An ice maker. <laughs> GPS transponder. All right, so then we also we have another Michael in the band. Uh, we have a Mike, and he's playing keyboards and Glockenspiel. He's got the mic, so we'll start with him. Say hello, Mike. How you doing? And t- tell us what tell us what you do in this. You've got a piece of plywood I'm new to this. Yeah, and a laptop. I'm playing a sheet of plywood, and uh, it's got metal on it. <laughs> and a Glockenspiel, which is one of my favorite my favorite instruments. Yeah, you'll hear it. It, it cuts through. Because you guys are going to cover. You'll Born, hear it if I You're going to cover Born to Run later, right? With the Glockenspiel. Sure, sure. <laughs> So why don't we let's let's pass that microphone on over to the next person who can reach it here? Who can reach it next? This is our drummer we're about to talk to. This is Rob. Say hello, Rob. Hello. And nobody, I'm setting you guys up, and you're not knocking them down. I say oh. hello, Rob, and you say. Hey. No, you say hello, Rob. Hello, Rob. <laughs> is that a joke? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh <laughs> boy. I'm, no, I didn't. I've never heard that. It goes joke all the way joke. back to George Burns and Gracie oh. Allen. Oh, like, say good night, Gracie, and she would say. Oh. Good night, Gracie. I'm not into comedy. I think that's what oh, this it is. is. This is pre-comedy. This is legend. Rob and I have big disagreements about like he likes Conan O'Brien. Let's don't get into Grant. it. That's a that is a Pandora's box. In, in this is a yeah. fantastic radio show. We but only have a little limited amount. Conan of time. did do something funny the other night. So would TV. that would that make you a Letterman person or would that make you no, a Jay Leno person? I'm just oh no no. Or what's his name? Ferguson. I think I only really I just am not that into comedy. Unless I'm making jokes. <laughs> You're far too maudlin to be. Yeah, like com- that's my comedy, me yeah. talking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's pass the mic around. We have one more member of Koreatown. This is Yenny, and she's playing a, She's playing an awesome J bass. Say hello, Yenny. Hey, what's up? Yeah, okay, so nobody's going to bite. It's nice to talk to you, and thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. It's always good. To, I, I, it, it sounds funny, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I love chick bass players. I think that's, thank you. that's, the, that's the technical term, and it's cool when a band has a I chick bass player. I don't take that player. wrong at all. Okay, cool. There's there's lots of them out there, and it's it's something you've seen a lot more of in you know as 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 music moves on. Like at one point, like you'd have bands and it would all be dudes, and now I mean I, it sounds funny to talk about like you know gender integration in 2011, but even I, even 20 years ago there weren't as many many girls in bands that I would deal with. Well, it's changed a lot. Yeah, but I would say that there've always been women playing music. Maybe that yeah. they just haven't had the opportunity to be. 
as prominently featured. I guess in that's the my world. that's exactly my yeah. point. <laughs> I think that's true. That's exactly my point. So uh, you've, we've got all five of you in the studio, and I can't thank you enough for bringing all your gear out here to come to our little gorilla radio station. You can just set that down; it's fine, uh, and we'll deal with that in just a second. We've, we're having to pass around a mic. We've got like the hot potato mic here, so we can deal with make sure everybody get a chance gets a chance to speak. So what I'd like to do at this point, though, I'm going to give the uh, I'm going to give our our legion of fans out there a chance to listen to what Koreatown sounds like. And this is something from their new EP, which just came out today. Is that correct? I'm holding this. They brought in some oh, vinyl for me, right? It did, yeah. Our our EP, it's a 10-inch vinyl EP. Tell me a wee bit about it. It um it has six songs on it, and it's the color of uh, blue sea glass. Yeah, and if I, I'm opening this thing up right now, and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful package, and it's full color, and it's like, yeah, uh, like it looks like a, looks like Saturn's rings almost. That's awesome. With the color yeah, here. Yeah, that's what we we're going for. Yeah? Yeah. Teal Except much blue, smaller. Clear and transparent. <laughs> but, uh, and it's fantastic. And you can find this, this is released digitally as well, correct? Yeah, it's available digitally. It'll, it's a, it'll be at Origami Records, Vacation Records. Uh-huh. And it will probably, pro- will probably, I couldn't even say that word. We'll probably be distributing it uh-huh. uh, to like some independent record uh-huh. stores, like uh, in the cities that we tend to play. Both of them. I've toured in the past. <laughs> Sorry? Oh, all three. Yeah, all, no, all yeah. three. Like M Theory and San Diego will yeah. probably have some there and up and down the both sides of the coast. It's fantastic. And I, and I love it that bands more and more are putting things out on vinyl, which I think is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Because after the apocalypse and all the, when all the electricity goes dark, you'll still be able to play vinyl, provided they don't melt in the post-apocalyptic furnace. If you have a crank record player. But theoretically, it's analog, though. It actually works. It's a mechanical thing. I think it's a beautiful thing. It's true. Actually, I got it. Uh, what was it? Oh, I saw in some magazine there was an invitation that people made for their wedding, and they made uh-huh. like a paper record player. And you uh, crank it with your hand. Like the old cereal box. They used to, back in the 70s, they used to put out cereal boxes. That if you cut out the back of the box, it would have, it was like a cardboard record that somehow played. I'm sure it wreaked hell on your, havoc on your needle, but uh, it would actually play. It was crazy. Cardboard record? Yeah, a cardboard record. What 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 do they think of? What do they think of next? So, but I want to give I want to give our legion of fans a little bit of something to listen to, something to chew on, so we get they have a point of reference for Koreatown. And this is the track. This is tr- the first track on the EP. It's a track called Further, and I am in love with this track ever since Ross made me aware of you and I invited you to be on the show. I listened to this, and there's an amazing video which I'll have to put a link to it on the website. And when we come back, I'd like to talk about that video. But for the time being, this is Koreatown with the song Further on Independence Day.
Koreatown on Independence Day. Good evening. My name is Joe Armstrong. I am your host. Normally every Wednesday from 7 to 8. This week we have a very special Tuesday edition with a very special band, Koreatown. They are from the east side of L.A. and they have kindly and generously brought all their gear all the way to Pasadena to set it up in our tiny little eggshell-covered room to play some songs for us. We're going to have them play in just a second. But that was the song Further off their brand-new EP, which is called Lord of the Etch the Line. I wanted to make sure I got it absolutely correct, that it's the worst thing to do is to script the name of the EP that just came out today. It's like saying, yeah, this is uh, this is something something computer by Radiohead. What <laughs> Can you imagine being that DJ? We were just talking about We're just that talking today. about the Radiohead. So, and if you want to learn about Koreatown, you can find them on the internets, uh, angelakorea.com, also okkoreatown.com, myspace.com, slash koreatown, and twitter.com, slash koreatown. You're all, all up in the webs. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think the, the, the page that's most current is our Facebook page, Facebook, and it's just Koreatown. Yeah, people used to build yeah. websites until the Facebook showed up. And I actually used to get yeah. email from people, and now I only get email on Facebook, which sucks because email on Facebook is terrible. Like, you can't... I, yeah, I mean, it's, I it's, haven't used it. I mean, it's there, you can have the option. Why <laughs> Why am I talking about Facebook? What's wrong well, that's, with me? Like I said, <laughs> because I'm talking. Uh, we're all talking about Facebook. Everybody's talking about all Facebook. All God's children are talking about the <laughs> <Sorry>. Facebooks. <laughs> yeah, no, um... I totally enjoy getting messages from people on Facebook. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. So go to the Facebook page for Koreatown and send send Angela messages. We've got the whole band here. That was the song for there. We were actually just discussing. There's two things I want to mention about that song. One is you were guys were talking about how you actually don't have a like you don't have a version of that to play live. It's just tell me, is it just too challenging? Is it too kind of like the arrangement well, is kind of strange? We're working or? on it because uh, it was one of those songs that evolved in the studio. Uh-huh. And if you were to look at a Pro Tools session, there's like tons of tracks layered to create like one sound. Uh huh. Um, so when you're gonna figure out how to play it live with just five people, you sort of there's quite a lot of uh, yeah. figuring out to do, and so we're in the process of working on that. But yeah, yeah, it remains to be seen. I mean, I'm sure at some point we'll be playing it live. Yeah, I could just we could do it a cappella, and I'll just like hum. Yeah, I think that would actually be kind of cool. I think that would suck, but we could do it for you. If you oh, wanted. that's two of us now. First the drummer, now me. I don't think that's a very good idea at all. <laughs> I'm. So, I already. I, I'm sorry. You woke I'm up very early. We were asshole. talking about this. We, we, you woke up very early this morning. <laughs> no, I'm cussing. <laughs> now you're cussing. Don't bring me to Pasadena, people. I would like go bananas. <laughs> you, maybe you do need to get more sleep. <laughs> I know. So I did kettlebells. May I just like let people know that that's a fantastic workout experience. And if you go at 5.30 in the morning, make sure to take a nap by the time... You go to do a live radio show. Yeah, before people like put the main mic in front of your face. Yeah. So the other thing I want to talk about that song is the first, my first exposure to you and this the entire band was uh, the video for that song, which you guys made because you were trying to kind of. There's a specific phrase you used, trying to like raise money to to do the project initially. We were talking about that. What did you call that? Fundraise. No, not not. Spe- oh. There was another phrase. There's like a much like a buzzy phrase you Kickstarter, used. Yeah. Kickstarter. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a website, Kickstarter, uh-huh. and it's a platform for people who are trying to do creative projects but need uh-huh. a little bit of funds. So you made this video, and it's like this stop motion thing with like fabric, and <laughs> to, to like, to, did you do this video? Like, what? what? Um, well, Yenny and I made it, and Rob helped film, and everybody sort of participated in that. They uh-huh. let me film them, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we spent 
a really long time sewing and drawing and filming and then editing and it took us quite a while. Yeah, there's like there's whiteboard. I mean, people have to go see this this video. I mean, it's like the I hate to use the word cute because cute can kind of have like, have like a negative connotation, but it. I mean, I mean cute. it in the most general, like the genuine way possible. It's the cutest thing I've seen all year. I think it's awesome. Thank you. I I take that as a big compliment. I'm really into cute. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's great. So people should def- people should stop by the YouTubes, or there's a link to it on your site, I'm assuming, yeah. for this thing. But you've actually now, you said you've made this goal, right, to, well, to, for the for the initial the initial amount you need to raise? The thing with Kickstarter is you have to meet your minimum goal, and you have a certain amount of time. And if you make, you, you can raise as much money as you want, or as you can, or as people choose to contribute. Uh-huh. But if you don't reach your minimum goal, then you don't get any of the pledged funds. And so, so they just return it all to the... To the- yeah, no, they just don't charge it until the time period ends okay. and you reach your goal. But we've been really fortunate, and people have been so, so generous. So we have 10 days left, and we're still hoping to raise some more money because we'd love to. First of all, like, it costs a lot of money to put albums out, I'm sure anyone who And I'm sure you need some that, beer, too, probably. Well, the money would go towards touring and go towards promotion and go towards pressing vinyl, CDs, right. like, all of the things that are involved with making music and and uh, up until now, most of it we've had to pay for ourselves out of uh-huh. you know our savings account and stuff like that. So yeah, we have ten more days, and we're we're super grateful for everybody that's pledged. But I, I'm hoping people check it out still. Yeah. So. And what was your what was the goal? May I ask? The original goal is ten thousand uh-huh. dollars, and uh, I think we're at eleven thousand four hundred or something yeah. at this point. And congratulations! That's a that's thank you. You know that's certainly yeah. onto itself. I mean that's worth worth worthy of congratulations. That's yeah, fantastic. it was really scary to make that be the goal. I was like maybe two thousand. Yeah. Uh, so, and what was the yeah. time period? Uh, it's been a matter of a couple of months. I, uh-huh. I had timed it because we have uh, this EP release in uh, next week, actually June eighth, at the Satellite, or formerly Spaceland, and um, and so I thought it might be a nice sort of way to like ramp up towards that and get people excited. But I didn't realize like that it would just be like three months of me being like, "Hey guys, remember our Kickstarter?" But I, I don't know. It seems to not like piss that many people off though. So. <laughs> It's kind of like a pyramid scheme. Like, have you heard about this exciting business opportunity? <laughs> if only, if only it was like a pyramid scheme, then that would be. No, I don't. I've always heard about those. And, and you'd have I, to bring really other bands in underneath you, and it would be this whole complex. Thing. Oh yeah, that would be trouble. That'd be like if our label put out, you know, other bands. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's. Yeah. So let's do this. Yeah. It seems like we're we're itch, we're kind of we're itching towards playing some actual music live. Yeah. You brought a lot of gear. We've got amplifier. We've got amplifiers buzzing in here. Tell us what you're gonna play. We are going to play a song called Valparaiso. And this is on which record? This is not on the EP, correct? It's on the upcoming album that we're trying to raise funds for, uh, an album called Pleiades that we've just sort of finished making. And um, Valparaiso is on that album, which will be out in September. And if you pledge to our Kickstarter, you'll get some really extra special crap and get that this song super early. <laughs> extra so. special crap. Hey, extra special crap that actually we're all going to make together at my house. This band likes to craft. Yeah, I'd like to put that. Spend out Spend a lot of time at Michael's. No, no, we craft from from source materials like uh, found, recycled, art. and found. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. So this is Koreatown <laughs> Independence Day with the song Valparaiso. <laughs>
That is Valparaiso yeah. from the yet-to-be-released album Pleiades, correct? That's correct. And that will come out sometime, hopefully later this year. Did you have a target date? or It'll you just kind of September. We're September. just figuring out our distributor for it, so yeah. we have to wait on their schedule. <laughs> so now, do you have a, like a label of your own? Do you, are you on a label for releasing these kinds of things? I mean, that's something that, you know, that, that sort of relationship has changed quite a bit between a lot of musicians and the industry at large. So what's your, what's your plan for this kind of thing? Um... Well, I feel like a label can provide some things that it's hard to do yourself, like mm-hmm. some money. But uh, are, but are you on but, a label? No, or? we aren't on a label. Okay. I, I self-release uh, our music, and it's on my own, apparently indie label called Another Room Recordings. And mm-hmm. all the albums that have been released in the past have been released on that same label. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool to be on a label. Yeah. Uh, only because it could help uh, provide some infrastructure that is hard to do on your own, like yeah. you know, running and fronting and doing, oh yeah, it's, being your own label is a lot of work. It's it's well, it is. It's it cool because you can reap the benefits, you know, of of uh, of your efforts, and then it doesn't get siphoned into a label's pockets for however long until you, yeah, and you don't back get, all the money that they spend however they choose. But. And they can't shelve you because you'd essentially be shelving yourself. Like so many people, you know, I've, I've got so many horror stories of musicians and friends of mine who've made albums and then for whatever reason, you know, all the label's resources were going into another project on the label and then you wind up with this great album that they won't release and you're kind of stuck. I mean, you've got, you know, Wilco went through that and mm-hmm. lots and lots and some more bands than I care to say have gone through that kind of thing. So, you know, it's more work to do everything on your own, but like you said, you do get to reap all the benefits of, of, of your effort yeah i mean it's cool too having a label support you and be behind you and that like i have a, a side project i i was involved with uh Le shelley's and fat cat put that record out and they were really wonderful and a great group of people but you know i think it's every label has its own unique situation every band has their own experience that's kind of one yeah. of the that's one of the things in music where it's hard to figure out like what's normal like what what deals normal like what's a good amount of money like what's fair like every i remember talking to a friend who does a and r and he was like oh every single deal's different so it's hard to even know 
what you can expect or if you're getting screwed or if you're getting a great deal because people feel awkward about talking about money. So you don't want to be like, hey, what'd your band get like when you got yeah. signed? <laughs> but at the same time, if you don't have any idea or you don't know, then you don't have a point of reference. It's sort of like if you're looking for a job in any other industry, you have an idea of like what realistic right. sort of expectations are, like what's fair, yeah. like what you should be asking for when you go in to get hired. But as musicians, we sometimes, yeah. like we, even playing in bands with other people or like, you know, a lot of the people who play in this band play with lots of other people and everyone's like a talented musician in their own right. So it's sort of the same sort of scenario. Yeah, you don't really go to the career center and like have them pull up like, oh, I'm going to be in a rock and roll band. You know, <laughs> what kind of what kind of income can I project 20 right. years down the road? You know, where, yeah. Where's my 401k come into this whole thing? You well, know, it's, it's like an underground industry. Totally. And I mean, that's the whole thing, too, is you make up, you make it up as you go along, I think. And uh, yeah. that's what that's what I've been doing. That's what we've been doing. As so, so it's interesting when people ask questions like what your story is, because yeah. everyone's is different. So are you a full time musician? I am. Yeah, I think. Um, How about everybody, everybody else here? Everybody is in the band. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, amongst other things, we all I think we're all creative people and, and music is a big part right. of it. Every some people write more than play music, but uh Yeah, but I guess yeah. my point is like none of you are like bricklayers or no. drywall plasterers on the side. You guys are all doing music. But I think well <laughs> yeah, I mean I think everybody has a lot of like balls in the air. Uh, but for the most part we play like in terms of juggling, I, in case anyone didn't know I was talking about juggling. Um, but I think we all, most all of us play music predominantly in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, as what we do. And cool. <laughs> so why don't you play some more, would you, would you play some more music? Would we you would be love so to kind play, some, to play more some more music, music? shall we? Awesome. <laughs> Should we do play? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Finding your heart is proven quite hard. 
Koreatown on Independence Day, making all kinds of racket in our little room here. You guys might not be ACDC, but you're doing some good. You're doing a good job with the rock and roll. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for having us. And we got a little taste of Michael's uh, Space Invaders stuff there. Is that a Memory Man you're playing? Yeah, at one point it was. Yeah. A 70s guy that makes way too much noise. Yeah. That those <laughs> pedals are great though. I mean, Garrett was it Gary Lewis from the Jayhawks has got that fuzz face that's just it'll rip your face off if you're not careful. But and they're loud. Like even when you when they're off, they like they kind of make your tone sound kind of funky, but they've got that tone like nothing else does. Like Velcro. Yes, like Velcro. Yeah. Like Velcro through a Marshall sort of so, uh, so you've got the new record you're kind of working on, Pleadies. You've done the Kickstarter thing. You've raised a bunch of money, and you know you guys are. But the art seems to be a kind of a reoccurring theme in this group. And like I said, there there is a mic. You can you guys can grab it and jump in if you need to. But like, what other kind of like you did this great, fantastic video with, you know, this like stop motion and all the the little fabric characters and the dry erase board there. And like, what other kind of art stuff are you into? Did you guys do your own art for the records? Do you like tell me tell me more? Uh, yes, we. We've done um, all the art ourselves. In fact, Angie's done most of the design concepts, and 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 even more than that, she's uh, she's often taken uh, you know she takes a lot of photographs, and oftentimes she'll she'll choose one of those, or um, she has a lot, uh, some friends that are artists, and she'll use some of their work, and then collaborate with their work and add on to it to make it her own. So she's constantly. Um, I think she's always she has an eye for design and an eye for art, and I think it all ties into the Koreatown, the the you know the 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 image and the and the feel of this of this uh, place where where we <laughs> find ourselves. That was pretty good, I think. That was good. That was yeah. A pretty good answer. Thank you. Well, yeah. I was gonna. We've been really fortunate, and and uh, the the artwork on a lot of the albums has come from some really fantastic artists. And on our, our the past album, Spark Burn Fade, Alexandra Wiesenfeld painted a a painting. She listened to the album and painted it for for the record, which is like amazing and crazy that someone would actually do that, like just because. <laughs> I love it when artists, like musical artists and and like visual artists have a kind of a relationship. Like Drive-By Truckers have the same guy, um, I think his name's Wes Freed, who does, he's done every single record going back to maybe, except for their very first EP. So like everything has this feel that's, that's kind of all ties in together, kind of like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Like it's all part of the same I'd say multimedia package because that sounds like something you'd buy at Best Buy, but it, like it all ties into like the whole the whole artistic experience is is like cohesive. I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. Like when you look at an album before you've heard the music, it's your initial. It helps you decide if you want to buy it or yeah. you know, it, it's all an expression of what the whole entity is. So yeah, and that's something that vinyl gives you that you don't get by downloading an MP3. I mean, you might download this little tiny thumbnail file of the record, you know, but you don't get the yeah. you don't get the tactile experience of holding something in your hand and experiencing it. You know, it's like the original multimedia. Yeah, I, it's funny. Actually, I should say that the the artwork on that album was done by a photographer named Pete Reed, who is mm -hmm. a friend of um, our manager, Lisa Richards, actually. And he flew out from Colorado and spent the day taking pictures in Mount Washington. Cool. Yeah, I, I just I feel like music and art and photography and all of I mean, it's really there's a possibility to collaborate and do lots of really cool things. And that's probably one of the the most intriguing and exciting parts about like doing something creative is like those sorts of collaborations. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what did you, what did everyone study in school? I mean, were you were you an art major in school, or did you were you like an oh, no. accounting major, or what was your like? And this, anybody can answer yeah. this. This is for an open ended for everybody in the band. Like, what did you, what did you uh, study? I, I studied communications and philosophy. Uh, communications and philosophy in, in school. So. Yeah, and this is Yenny we're about to hear from the bass player um, extraordinaire. I actually I went to music college and I studied bass. Yeah, which college? Uh, Berkeley College of Music. Oh, I went there. Wilson. I went oh. there for a semester. I, that's as much as much as I could take. Oh right. <laughs> um, I I took it for six semesters. And yeah. I, I had fun. <laughs> it was a lot when I was there. It was like this is it, it was warring factions of jazz heads and metal heads. Yeah, the, those factions are still there, but now there's also um, like the hippies and yeah, you know, the 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 classical nerds. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a good time. You know, did you live right at 150 Mass Ave? Were you in the main the main dorm there? Um, I lived on Hemingway, which is one block away, uh, uh-huh. parallel to Mass Ave. Yeah. yeah. So I w- I basically lived right on campus. Is uh, here's the here's a question: Is Supreme Pizza still there? Uh, yeah, it is. Right across the street from Berkeley College of Music is this little hole in the wall pizza joint called Supreme Pizza, and we would be woodshedding, which is for for people who aren't musicians, is practicing endless hours late into the night. And at about 2.30 in the morning, we'd all kind of say, hey, you guys want to go to Supreme Pizza? And we would all, I mean, it's, I guess it's a collegiate thing that all college kids do everywhere. But you're like, you're the first person I've met who's been to Berkeley probably more recently than I have. I was actually there, there. Uh, about six weeks ago nice. because I was on a tour and the first date was in Boston. Uh-huh. So, um, And we were playing at the House of Blues, which is really close to the campus. So I went and walked around the campus uh, and walked from my old apartment and a lot of the stamp. Uh, same coffee shops and restaurants and everything were still there. Um, but there's also, there was like three new Starbucks and a T-Mobile store and other <laughs> stupid things yeah, like yeah. that. So it wasn't entirely the same. Yeah. Well, I think things turn over everywhere. But I, yeah. I, I had a good experience there. It was just, I think I was too young to be that far from home because I'm not anywhere from Boston at all. Are you from, are you from the area? Or um, no, I'm from Finland. Yeah. Which, which, <laughs> which is, that's not in the area either. Yeah, well, it's the same, you know, it's the same solar system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same planet. Indeed. So let's, why don't we hear from, what was your uh, your formative uh, formative experience that led you to where you are uh, now? I studied history. Which is like studying nothing. In the yeah, or everything that's ever happened. Yeah, in the career, in the career world, it's like, oh, you can, you can teach history. Yeah, my brother's a history <laughs> teacher. Oh, there you go. He likes it. He, he made a life out of it. He did, so far at least. Way to go. And how about how about the other the other mic? What's your what's your background? I uh, actually up the ante on Mike's response by saying <laughs> I got a degree in jazz guitar, which is the <laughs> ultimate no job after college. From which which school? Uh, I went to uh, I went to Berkeley for a year, and then I I got my degree from CalArts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, have, I, have, I have lots of close friends who went to CalArts, and and Angela, what's how about you? Hate to make uh, you get up off the amp there. Oh, careful! I just lost my headphones. I um. I have a degree in Latin American studies, which is also particularly useful. Um, I thought I would maybe work for an NGO or something uh-huh. and go live in a foreign country for a really long time and save the world, but then I decided to be a narcissist and make music. No. <laughs> and you're from uh, you're from Yuba City, which is very north. It's kind of between Sacramento and Chico, correct? That's kind of like way up the coast of yeah. way up way up in the Central Valley. It's it's like triangulated between um like Chico, Sacramento, and Nevada City. It's sort of uh-huh. just at the foot of the Sierra Nevada. And Your family's still up there? Yeah. Um, 
my so much of my family is up there. I have my I come from a, a really large family. My uh-huh. dad had like nine siblings or something. So I have a whole lot of aunts and uncles and cousins and Yeah. Yeah. And how did how did you all come together to be Koreatown? Like what was the the genesis of this whole thing? Um I think that people were primarily friends with people and other people were in, invited to come play and or asked to play for a show. I'm good now. And uh, and then I, I begged them, hey, don't you want to keep playing? Because this is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I think probably Rob and I are uh, when the sorry, I'm having I'm having technical issues just standing here doing nothing. But um, Rob and I probably have been playing together as Koreatown the longest. And then Mike joined us and then Yenny. And now Mike is 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 kindly hanging you're, you're, out with you're us. You're wooing, Mike. I, yeah, I'm like putting out the, you know, I'm offering him pulled pork on the weekends and stuff. Like, hey man, I'll make you some roast. Want to play a show? But I know how. And to, and is, and how to get well, you're here. To is it is the pulled pork? Is the pulled pork like so just far. compensation? If yeah. I if I could toot my own horn, I can make a, a mean pulled pork. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just made the recipe up. I'm not sure how it compares to like real pulled it's pork. It's delicious. <laughs> There's Coca Cola involved. That's the only secret I know. Delicious enough to keep you in the band, at least so far. Yeah. yeah. How about another song? Just for a show or two. (laughs) (laughs) Till I can get out of here. We'll see. God. (laughs) The pressure. Actually, Mike's in a really fantastic band of his own, The Deadly Syndrome. Uh huh. Which, if if you haven't heard them, you should check them out because they kind of rule. It's true. Um, So I thought we'd play a really slow jam now because all the others have been so. I'm just kidding. Rocking. Um, how about everything all at once? Okay. Are we all ready? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, two, two, I found the clock 
Koreatown, Independence Day, Angela Korea, and the rest of her band of merry men and women. That sounds fantastic. And that song can be found, is it something on, is it an old song, new song? Where is that song? That song is on uh, our new EP. It's on the new EP, just Excellent. came out today. And you're doing a release Thanks. show for this EP, other than this one, I mean, like a live performance <laughs> in front of uh, you know live people? That's right. Yeah, we're playing at The Satellite, which uh, used to be Spaceland, and that'll be June 8th. And we're playing with a couple of really great bands from L.A., which White Sea. next and, Wednesday, correct? Yeah, and a band called Square on Square. Are you headlining? Um, I guess, yeah, it's our show. I mean, yeah. but everybody's, every, it's the, all of us are playing the show together. I mean... Yeah, I don't. I feel you know. I I don't. I guess I have like I don't really like. It freaks me out to be like we're headlining. Like it's a lot of pressure or something. So I'm always like, hey, it's a show with like three bands. Come. Uh huh. And, but yeah, I guess we're headlining. <laughs> yeah, we're giving away cupcakes. Oh no, I'm just actually. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Okay. We'll give away you, some cupcakes. You heard it here first. You're giving away cupcakes and pulled pork, maybe. Um. There won't be pulled. That's a lot of work, dude. Actually, pulled pork is easier to make than cupcakes. I have to say, because you just like rub that stuff up and put it in a crock pot overnight, and boom, pulled pork. Oh, but there will actually be some spiced nuts for sale. Some spiced nuts. You know, the weirdest thing I found at the merch table is that uh, Matthew Sweet got really into uh, pottery. Like in Matthew Sweet, like you go to a Matthew Sweet show, like he's gotten a pottery wheel. So you go to his shows and you can buy like, I don't even know what you'd call this stuff. It's like a vase or something that he made. Uh, Thrown ceramics? Ceramics. Yeah, yeah. ceramics. <laughs> and, you know, but I, I talked to one of his crew members and he's like, yeah, it drives us bananas. Oh. It's enough work to like drag music gear and keep it functioning all around the country. But then, you know, imagine having like anvil flight cases full of fragile pottery that you're having to load in and out of the trucks yeah. and vans. That's, yeah. that's kind of a... He's, uh, he's, he's like one of those, those people in L.A. that... Um, that you that it doesn't it doesn't really surprise you that he you know he's got enough time and done well enough that he can turn his little freak flag eclectic thing on, which is great and it's fine and, it, and I'm sure his, his pottery is well I'm sure his crew's like really Matthew with yeah. the pottery and, and he probably makes people drink out of it and it's probably in his rider like you get the sip. <laughs> 
yeah. from the Sip chalice before from we go on. Yeah, yeah. Before we pl- we rock on girlfriend or whatever it is. But uh, if I knew how to throw pottery, I would totally sell at the merch table. You know how to throw it. Yeah. I mean, I. Oh, make it. it. Oh, make it. Oh yeah, we sew stuff for our merch table too. We're super. I'm telling you, we're crafty. Yeah. I, I mean, like honestly, you know, for, for all ball busting aside, I mean, even Matthew Sweet with the pottery, I think it's kind of cool to give people something else. It's a more real experience than like a $35 t-shirt that was made for $2, oh, you know, yeah. like the big bands do. It's like, I think it's a cool way to to get something else to, to your fans and connect with your fans. I mean, they can own a little piece of what you do artistically, you know, and hold it in their hand, like a like an LP. Like an LP. Or an EP. Yeah. Or vinyl. A- Bottle of jam. Or, yeah. I thought you were going to say gin. Cat's ashes. <laughs> An urn for your cat's Mike ashes. Mike has a dream to make band a jam. And I've been talking about making marmalade for months, so that might happen too. And I, I sincerely thought you were going to say a bottle of gin at first. Uh, no, a band uh, jam preserves. I've actually had this idea about four years ago in another band that I was in. And it's coming closer and closer to fruition. What? Oh, <laughs> man. Whoa. How, how long did you set that one up, man? Is, is, no, I was that the payoff? Or did that that just happened. Of, yeah, I, I just surprised myself. I thought of it right before you said it. Really? You guys were like mind melted. So how much? I mean, have you taken this unit on the road? Like, do you guys get out as like you as a five piece and do some shows? We haven't been able to. That's why we're raising money so that we can actually do that. Yeah, it's a costly endeavor. But you have you've you've done shows. Yeah, I've toured a lot. Yeah, I've I've had to in the past. I've I've played solo quite a lot, but I, I think obviously it would be more awesome to be able to like bring the whole sound like as the. As Koreatown has evolved and become more people and other people and everyone sort of like added their sort of voice into what we do, it definitely uh-huh. it it makes more sense for us to be able to play all together when we're touring live yeah. as well because it's just me and a guitar. It's not really like what you hear on the records. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe people would be disappointed. So many bad. That's something I see a lot. I mean, a lot of bands like in, in L.A. or their hometown, they will have a whole band, but then on the road. You know, even bands as big as, you know, like Cracker, you know, they're fairly big. They've had some, they were on major labels for years. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, you know, just Johnny Hickman and David Lowry will go out and do tours with just the two of them. Mm -hmm. And they've all done this other thing where they've kind of folded bands. Like it's like what Brian and Ross do with Broke Down in in Wheelhouse. They fold their bands in upon themselves that they share members. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, now Cracker and Camper Van Beethoven have an overlap of like four members now. So when they go to tour, like they'll have Camper open for Cracker, and it's like four of the five same guys and two of the bands. Like one of their personal come out for the other show. So it's a way to minimize expense and yeah. overhead and that it's kind of thing. Smart economics. Exactly. And another speaking of economics, you've had a lot of songs like on TV and radio shows. Like how do you have? You know, that seems to be something that a lot of people are working towards getting is it's a revenue stream. Like you record the song and then you just kind of get it into a, mm-hmm. you know, I said say just get it into a TV show or movie. But do you have like an agent who works with you in getting those things in there? Or how, how does that how does that happen for you? Um, luck. No, I don't. The stars align. And no, I've, I've, I've been really fortunate with uh, a lot of people supporting our music in the music industry, I guess, and television and indie film and whatnot but I there is a sync agent we have got a really fantastic um group of people who work uh-huh. our music for us and uh, there's a I mean I think anytime people have success at, uh, on any level there's usually a, a lot of people who've helped to make it happen so yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> and we're really fortunate now we've got a manager on board and that's definitely helped quite a lot 
Yeah. Lisa, are you out there? I've been emailing back and forth with Lisa for the past several weeks, and she's yeah. been very, very accommodating. She's you, actually, all you guys have been fantastic. Yeah. So, do you, uh, another song, perhaps, before we run sure, out of time? Do you have, would... you have another one in, in the quiver? We do. Yeah. We're ready. In the chamber? Oh, I play a different instrument on it, though. Okay, so let's let's talk for a second while you while you do while okay. you do your thing. This is where you need roadies and oompa loompas and stuff to kind of switch this stuff out. So, but let's, while you're doing that, let's talk about your upcoming shows here. You've got the 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 EP, or I'm sorry, yes, the EP, which is a vinyl release party um, that's coming up at Satellite, formerly Spaceland. That is next Wednesday, the 11th. A couple other bands on the bill, eight dollars in advance, ten dollars at the door. Also, you're playing uh, Tuesday, the 28th of June at Front Yard Fest. Who would like to talk about Front Yard Fest? Anybody other? Does anybody know what the deal is with this kind of gig here? I don't know, except that it's in, it's in South Pasadena. I do know that. Um, and uh, there, uh, there are actually a lot of other really good bands in the bill, and we're pretty excited about it. It's an afternoon show, is that right, Angie? Yeah, it's kind of just a, a chillaxed afternoon <laughs> in yeah. someone's front yard playing music. Yeah. yeah, and the, there, it's actually really cool. A friend of a, a friend of mine connected us with the guy who's putting it on, and if you pay like ten bucks, you get like hot dogs and soda and you get to watch music and hang out i think there's going to be some film projected and there'll probably be like dogs and stuff running around it's it's pretty you know i, I really USA. i kind of I, I kind of like this trend it's something i'm seeing a lot i mean it's it kind of started i mean i started seeing a lot of friends of mine do house concerts maybe you know eight or ten years ago and like some of them were kind of folky type so they would do a house concert and uh it, it, at the time it seemed kind of weird but I like that you're, people are taking music back, excuse me, to, you know, it started out as something people did as a social thing. They played together in their living rooms, and that's how you entertained yourselves, because you didn't have the, you know, TV and radio and the internet. So people got out instruments and interacted with each other that way, and I think it's something you're seeing a lot more of. People are playing concerts in or, unorthodox places. I mean, what's what's the guy from Bon Iver? What's his name? Justin Burner. Justin? Like, he, he would go to shows, and he would print out lyrics and, like, give a show, like, in the most random of place, and then just pass out lyrics to everybody. And, and once people learn the song, they would sing along. And it was this. Force them to sing. Yeah, well, I, I have a hard time imagining him forcing people. I'm but. kidding. Oh, he's 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 mean. Also no, ruthless. No, I'm he's nice. He's, I'm sure he's. Yeah. Nice. And Sam Beam, he he yeah. takes an AK-47. Takes an AK, yeah. <laughs> Not to be trifled with that Sam Beam. He he's hides in, it in his beard. And he, yeah, he does hide it in his beard. And he lives in he lives in Austin now. This Austin night. He's in Texas. It's it's, it's questionable. Yeah. Uh, the, the firearm oh, thing is a yeah. big deal there. Yeah, you have to have a gun rack. Yeah, Texas. I think they don't give you a license unless you have a gun. No, you don't. But but Texas, I love you, especially Austin. I love Austin. I spent a lot of time there. Actually, I even like it when it's soupy hot there. I like Houston. Do you? Do you really? It's really hot and soupy in Houston. Houston I got some really great barbecue one time in Houston. I mean, if I've eaten really good food in any town, I like that town. Which is funny because the last time I was on tour, we were out for two months, and the worst food, bar none, by orders of magnitude, was in Houston. Oh. Really? Like after the show, all they had was this big, like, sterno pot, sterno thing, like reheated pan of dry, crusty barbecue. It was all that was left by the end. By the time we got off stage, it was it was that abysmal at super best. Nasty. And the best of all. Was uh, Seattle was fantastic and Boston was fantastic. We each got a whole lobster in Boston. Dude, you were living the highlight, which was nice. nice. Well, this this was bus touring, so this was a whole different. This is a whole different level. Uh, and then in, oh, and yeah. then Seattle, they had a uh, <laughs> they had a stir fry bar. Like you just go and be like, oh yeah, I want this, this, and this, and this, and they'd whip it all up. It was awesome. Oh man, 
That's really, that's a really cool. I could get behind. Have that. you guys ever had Mongolian barbecue? Hell yeah! I love that stuff. And then you make your own sauce out of like you ladle yep. in like your own little formula. I begged my mom to let me have that for my birthday when I was eight, like as my like birthday party dinner. Sorry, it just stir fry bar. Make your own stir fry Mongolian barbecue. Mongolian barbecue. I'm taking it there. Yeah. And you know what the point is? The song we're gonna play is the point. That's so funny. I just uh, brought it full circle. That's see, that's forced, right? that's why Rob Rob made. I have to apologize to Rob when I said I don't like comedy because it was a total bald faced lie. I actually really like comedy so much. You just like abusing I, him. I say <laughs> I don't like it. Like I, we used to go to you, this. Ch- improv you have chuckled place. recently <laughs> at some Conan O'Brien things. You've chuckled. I've watched you chuckle. Your shoulders have moved. You're into it. If you can't, Rob and I date. I mean, this is probably why we're talking about each other all the time on the radio. It's so gross. I apologize, everybody listening to Independence Day. So wait, uh, at this point, I want to jump in because we've got other people with microphones. Is is it okay to be in a band where people are dating? Like, what, what's you've got the mic, so you... we don't make out at rehearsal or anything. No. I mean, there's no making out at yeah. rehearsal. But also, I would like to add that. Yeah, one, <laughs> me and one of the mics are married to each other. Guess this is which one. You know what? <laughs> this is Fleetwood Mac. Taking it to the streets. Oh, that's not Fleetwood Mac, though. Sorry. No. <laughs> but no that, that is the Doobie Brothers. So you guys are like Fleetwood Mac. You've got like multiple intra-band rules. So wait, so who's, you're the... We're trying to get Mike's girlfriend, Danielle, to come on tour with us. My girlfriend us. doesn't play it. She's not a musician. She's she a, would be an awesome tour manager, though. She does not take yeah, any crap. She, she, I'm trying to get her to be my, my regular manager, my day-to-day manager, so I don't have to do anything anymore at all at all <laughs> she's really good she's really I wonder she's why really she said direct no. and upfront with people which is a, a tendency that I don't have when I deal with people really? so yeah so it, it's nice I would to never say that about I, would I think yeah. I feel like we're I, having a therapy session oh, this, now this is nice. so welcome any, to our world everybody t- tell this me is ab- Koreatown tell me about your mother <laughs> I love her so much. She's actually, oh my God, my mom and my dad and my grandma are coming to our EP release party. And my grandma is 82. Oh my God. Isn't that, and my grandma just pledged. I'm sorry, I'm just bringing it back to the Kickstarter. <laughs> you're, you're effusive. So with that, let's digress. Let's play a little bit of music. So we, we're running a little short on time, and we are here to play music. And I can't thank everybody out there in our listening audience for tuning in. If you want to hear about Independence Day, you, we do have a website, although it's kind of elusive. It's joearmstrong.com slash ID, and that's capital ID for Independence Day. You can also check out Lancer Radio anytime on lancerradio.org. And you can follow the band, or you follow, actually follow our show on Twitter. We are at Indepday, I-N-D-E-P-D-A-Y. So we've got all kinds of web resources. We've got Koreatown in the studio tonight. They've got all kinds of web resources. We're all very technically adept. And they're going to play another song for us. Tell us, tell us what this is. This jam is so tight. It's called... <laughs> It, this is actually this is a song. I'm sorry. You, I, you no need to apologize. Like, Get out of here. No, um, I'm loving it. I'm <laughs> loving it. Go with it. Um, this is a song called The Point, and it's going to be on our our forthcoming full length album that'll be out in September called Bleedies. And uh, yeah, it's a sick jam. We're stoked. If I do say so myself. <laughs>
Koreatown on Independence Day. Thank you so very, very much. We are just about out of time, and I cannot 
thank all of you. So I can't thank you enough for coming here tonight, coming all the way to Pasadena, sharing your gifts with us and our listening audience. It sounds fantastic. I wish you the absolute best with all future gigs. And the CD release, which is just next week, it's next Wednesday, June 8th at Satellite, formerly Spaceland, shows uh, tickets are $8 in advance, $10 at the door. And you've also got this uh, Front Yard Fest coming up, Time TBA and that, and you guys, can people out there can find out information about all these things by going to your website. Also, for those of you in San Diego, you're playing on Tuesday, June 28th at 9 p.m. at, uh, what's this place called? Soda Bar, correct? In San Diego? It's North Park, San Diego? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really cool venue. With Joni Mendenhall and some other special guests. That's at 9 p.m., $5 there. So are you guys, do you do your own booking as well? Um, We have an agent, actually. You have an agent? That That makes it so much easier. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's a collaboration. It's definitely fantastic having someone help, but, you know, there's a lot of, we sort of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what yes. I'm saying. We That's have an agent, but we also help help uh, help find shows. So yeah, of course. Yeah, you kind of have to like. I, I find that it's, the more you can do for yourself, like the more. Yeah. You're stoked. <laughs> and and with that, again, thank you all so very much for coming out tonight. I do appreciate it. It was great to meet thank all of you. Thank you for having us. Sorry an, for it, that awkward ending. It's okay. It was it was an absolute. But we'll fix it in post production. It was it was an absolute pleasure Leave having it in. all of you. I here. want people to know what like the real Koreatown is. Craziness. Awkward. Indeed, awkward. it's 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 all awkward all the time. <laughs> so just a little bit of Independence Day news before we run out here. Well, actually, we'll, we'll come back and talk about this in just a second. Leftover Cuties, who's one of the Independence Day bands, they're playing a CD release party for their new record, Places to Go, that takes place this excuse me takes place this Thursday at Bardot in Hollywood. Tickets are available at the door, and also I think at leftovercuties.com. And we talk every week. I ask every artist, you know, what like. Um, what music did they grow up with, or what might they be embarrassed? Like, what song did they that like they they love that like if if like the the style police or like the cool people police found out that you really liked it? And I asked you guys of this, and this is what I will leave you with here in just a second. So we'll leave, we'll leave it as a surprise for just a second. But Angie picked this one, so Angela, this is Angela's uh, song that she likes that she might be embarrassed. So you can all taunt her about this when you see her at the shows. So next week on Independence Day. A patrolled by Radar, who was the former 50 Cent haircut, brings their confident and heartfelt take on combining rock and country music. They will be live in the studio next Wednesday. Thanks to Koreatown, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski, and to Valentino Rivera and engineer Victor Cornejo from Lancer Radio. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Be good to one another. Bust it. Try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down cause you're overzealous. Play hard to get females, get jealous.